0: welcome back to good moms bad choices i'm erica and i'm mila happy wednesday bitches happy hoes (laughs) bitches and hoes (laughs) bitches and hoes and everything in between happy hump day how you feeling i feel good it's money march baby it's money march it's first of all wait rewind (laughs) (laughs) okay um, I feel really good because it's International Women's Day today. Yes, it is, and you know what that means, baby. I do know it means today's our birthday. Today is the good mom's birthday. It's our five-year anniversary. We have been doing this shit for five fucking motherfucking years. Years. Wow. 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 And what? And what a testament that it lands today, an actual episode day drop on a Wednesday. A. Also, that it is Money Marge. We're focusing on money and like really being able to reflect on the growth of this beautiful baby that we've nurtured and created. Oh my God. So much
1: growth. I just can just see us in the dining room right now in my head. All the levels, all, all the angles of the dining room, the bedroom, everywhere. Everywhere you name it, we've
0: we've podcasted. I know it's <laughs> wild, and like even the releasing of our first episode, "Sex Apps and Kids." If you haven't listened to our first episode, it's titled "Sex Apps and Kids," and. We didn't even realize we were releasing it on International Women's Day. No, I don't think we did. It was just like we're going to release it on this day, and then I happened to like look on Instagram, and it was like it's International Women's Day. And we're like, oh, perfect, that makes sense. Yeah, and we're like, okay, this makes this makes sense. I know. I
1: mean, even that that episode, sex ups and kids, we didn't really record it thinking that it was going to be our first episode. It was supposed to be a test, <laughs> and then we we're like, oh, I don't have another another hour to do this. Let's just put this one out. Yeah. And um just gen- I wish you would have listened to it before we came. just genuinely the growth, like
0: personally, individually, like where we came from to where we are, it's crazy. And like really having no expectation to make really any money. I still like think back on so many parts of our journey and like not really knowing or not really having any clarity on why we're doing what we're doing. You no. you know what I mean, like I don't even know why I asked you to start a podcast, to be honest. I mean there, I know there was some sort of intention. I think I like wanted to just do something with somebody, but it wasn't like I had these big plans. no, but we're gonna like we're gonna do we're gonna
1: we're gonna make all this money. It was just like that it's something to do. Let's do it like we we're just, I think we were bored, lonely, desperate for change. I don't I, we had no clear intention because it wasn't like we're gonna hey, do you want to start a business with me? That definitely
0: wasn't the the first mind yeah and that's probably why we've been successful honestly because there wasn't this pressure that I think a lot of people put on themselves to be super successful even now in this podcasting space like there's so many podcasts now and you know we get hit up all the time about you know just how to start one and I don't have the answers for that because there really were no rules here. I think like when you move with just um, honesty? honesty and excitement and just without like the hope to make a million dollars in podcasting, like that's kind of the secret. I think that is a secret, not overthinking
1: it and um, not overthinking it because one thing we didn't do was overthink it. And it was intentional, but it was really just like our only intention was to come to show up and tell the truth. Like, hey, don't lie. (laughs) Don't sugarcoat shit. And here we are. Here we are. Um, We've done a lot, 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 a lot of things in five years, my love. A lot of events. (laughs) A lot of meetups. A lot of new friends. A lot of trips. A lot of tears, A lot of community building. Literally, I'm just thinking of, like... Joshua tree and and fucking getting our hair braided and doing your eyelashes on camera while we were recording a podcast.
0: Oh yeah, and just and the kids like interrupting like all of our episodes and the elevator music and us recording on two iPhones and the, the drama of trying to get the fucking videos off the iPhone editing the, the and, Amazon microphone editing an iMovie like putting up episode like editing till three in the morning so that I could release the episode at eight a.m. like just so so much blood sweat and fucking tears and and, and, and making no money at all and we didn't
1: really know why we were doing it we just knew we had to keep
0: going we weren't making a dollar no not one fucking dollar no. we, in fact you guys breaking news we were lying about some of the ads <laughs> that we were like placing in the podcast early on they were our friends oh yeah I heard like that what like, was it for like model experience. It was like model experience. was Vintage Souls. Mm -hmm. It was like Beauty Blender. It was like a bunch of just random things that we just made up because we we, were manifesting getting ads. We were manifesting getting ads. So much lying on media kits because we knew eventually we'd hit those numbers and we have like times ten. So (sighs) congratulations. Thank you. On five years of dedicating yourself to this and sitting down every week to talk and reflect and grow and heal and push forward the collective.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations. We have come a very long way. We're not in the dining room. We're in our own studio. We have our book on the on the dining room table. I mean not the dining room table, the table, the (laughs) coffee table. (laughs) And we just came back from Costa Rica
0: from leading our sixth retreat and we're wearing our merch. Yeah guys, if you haven't checked out our merch, we have a new drop. It's our first sweatsuit drop. It's super cute. It's a it's it's a redo of our really popular Manifest University sweatshirt that we did a few years ago and so we reimagined it. And you know, I think I'm gonna just model it because go ahead. you know I was the, you, the, to the, bat. the YouTubes love the modeling. So okay. if you're if you're listening, go on YouTube right now.
1: Okay. We're modeling. Okay. Okay, let's see. She's wearing the full manifest universe Straight up manifest university sweatsuit it's teal it's pink it's cute it's uniformed it screams spiritual sorority and turn around oh look at that cute butt and on the back get down it says words or spells because they are now watch what you say you should see her on her knees i'm on my knees (laughs) Ooh, bend over baby so we can see how that sweatsuit really works it stretches it's good for work and play (laughs)
0: It is, it's super comfortable You can still like, you know, shake some ass It's,
1: it's pigment foam. dyed <sighs> it, I've been wearing it for like
0: three days straight So I know, I live in this shit Me and Mila showed up to the airport in the same fucking sweatsuit Like Twice t- and <laughs> t- Tweedledum We gotta represent <sighs> We do
1: <sighs> So yeah Me too Oh, also I'm wearing our reimagined long sleeves Heather gray Black as fuck mom as fuck, and of course, fine as fuck, T. That was re-released on uh, in Black History Month.
0: Um, so yeah, that's our, oh, and then this is the children's. Can't forget the kids. If you want to match with your mom, with your with your mini me, we have the mini Manifest University. And look what it says on the back. Oh, so cute! I am magic because the children are magic, and they need to always remember that they're a walking manifestation, walking affirmation. So, these are our these are our designs, by the way. These are our designs. We are the designers. <laughs> We're the designer of all the cute. Merch People right? always are like, "So, who designed your merch?" I'm like, "Us, we, us on Canva." I'm the designer. We are Canva artists. I don't know why you're telling everybody our business. <laughs> because they need to know that it's fucking you can you too can be a merch designer. It's not like some secret shit. I think people look at businesses and they feel like things are unattainable. They think like even our like the success that we've had is unattainable. They think that like creating their own online store is unattainable, creating their own retreat business is unattainable, writing a book is unattainable. It feels overwhelming. It feels like something that You have to wait for you have to get to a certain level in order to do certain things. And you will fucking your your dreams and will crash and burn waiting. That's true. You can't wait. I think that's our biggest
1: testament to like this is that we just did it. and We didn't wait and we didn't let anyone tell us it was too much or the name was too, uh, too taboo or the things we were talking about were too, were too risqué and we committed to whatever we said we were going to do and we did that shit consistently. Even if we didn't really know like the long-term goal, as it came up, we rose through the occasion and like we were ready when opportunity came and yeah, we manifested a lot of shit and we sold ourselves high because we had like high regard for our brand and our business even without the
0: entire full bigger picture. And that leads me to today's affirmation, which I think should just be, commit to your shit and the money will come. Commit to your shit and And the money money will come.
1: come.
0: Yeah, just commit to your passions. Like, if you say you want to do it, then just do it, you know? And it doesn't have to be crazy. I think we, like, try to, like, overwhelm ourselves with these major goals and, like, these major milestones that we have to hit. And one thing I learned from my mom was just, do one thing every single day to push the needle forward. Just one thing. It doesn't have to be the whole fucking thing. And this is something thing I've had to learn, too, because I'm one of these people that, like, I get real a lot of anxiety if, like, there's things left unchecked on my checklist that I feel like I could have accomplished in a day. And, like, I've had to release that. I've really, like, tried hard over the last few months to release that because it does nothing for me. It is nothing for Jamila. It is nothing for anyone in my business by me like making everyone feel like everything is super important. Granted, there is a lot of important shit that's happening, but it's all going to get done. It's all going to get done. And I I I feel like my value has a lot. A lot of my value has been linked to um, how much work I get done, you know, and I think that's that's something that i think a lot of women i think men and women we struggle with it's like our value is really linked to our productivity and um once we kind of release that it becomes so much more stress-free it becomes so much more enjoyable and you start to realize that like no one was waiting for that thing to be posted no one even knew it was going to get posted you know except you bitch I mean, there's like this fine balance,
1: too, because like some of the one of the greatest pieces of business advice we ever got was from Mel Robbins. And she was like, don't disrespect your business and don't let anybody else re- disrespect your business. And, you know, like this this entire journey has been a lot of things, a lot of like learning about ourselves. I mean, and and then learning about ourselves in this space, like as bosses and as businesswomen and making hard decisions and making fucked up, fucking up and learning from them and taking L's and um, getting passed up on and just like, and taking risk. Like it's risky. And, We took personal risks with this podcast because it's not easy to tell, like, all of our business and, like, be vulnerable, but, you know, it's like, um, what's the saying? Scared money don't make money. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, this fine balance between respecting your shit and also, like, understanding that, like, shit always will get done, but, you know, just, like, the journey of becoming a boss-ass bitch in business has been, um, it's not, like. Always that easy, and even to this point, it's like it becomes even more ex- anxiety ridden because there's more riding on the line. There's more people riding on you. There's more, like it's just a higher a higher price to pay when shit doesn't go as planned.
0: So I've I've had to do a lot of like I don't know what were we talking about. Sorry, <laughs> no, I was just saying like. Just you know, I was just sharing that my product, my value has all, a lot has been pr- linked to my productivity and feeling like I have to get everything done all at once. You know? yes, yeah. and I agree, and I also think that
1: um, we are very lucky that we found a business that also brings us like personal fulfillment. And I don't think it would have been as successful because like it wasn't about the value in the beginning; it was just about like needing
0: to get something out you know it was like well, it was the value to us yeah. it was a value in how it affected our well-being how we felt after talking for an hour to two hours with each other and then putting it out there because i think it really like we put it out there we barely listened to it and just put it out but i felt better after sitting and talking to you about whatever the fuck was bothering me right and and then somehow that also made someone else feel better because they were maybe feeling the same way too
1: like the spiritual equity that it brought, the spiritual fulfillment that it brought, like leads and led to financial, like financial, uh, like fulfillment because there was like a bigger fulfillment that it was like holding and carrying. And I couldn't understand, I didn't understand it at first, but I think there is something like we have conversations with our friends all the time. Sometimes not as honest as us, but like also the releasing it into the universe. It was like, and now I'm letting it go, you know, and I don't care what anybody says. And, and, and Even for me, because I'll talk about stuff or I'll think about stuff, but then I won't like ever think about it or pick it back up. It was a way to just be like, and there's nothing you could do about it. (laughs) You know, like it's definitely been a factor in um, like self acceptance for me because it's just like. For sure. Say what I said.
0: I, I think there also came a point though in our business where we were like, and it's, it, there does, I think there comes a point in everyone's business, no matter what your passions are, if you're passionate about something and like, you really actually want to, you know, monetize the business or really start to like, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor besides getting messages from women that are like, me too. Um, there was a moment, I think in our, I don't know what was the guy, it was like, I think it was like year three, which is not that long ago. And it was like December. And I think I said to you, like we have to make money next year. And I think once we've, like, flicked that on... Like, well,
1: if we don't make money, what are we actually doing? Like, yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, we're working hard,
0: but for what? Mm-hmm. But I think, like, okay, we've established that we're, like, we're here. We're, we are we're with the shits. We're all about, you know, like sharing, elevating the community, supporting our community. They're supporting us. But, like, what else <laughs> like how we how how, what is how do we create even more value here and I think like once we started really like taking time and space to really think about it things just kind of started happening I think we started to actually become more intentional whereas before we were just like okay it's because every week was like we're just trying to catch up keep up keep up oh my god there's another pro- oh my god it's another week oh my god it's another episode oh my god they told us we can't take any seasons. They told us that this is the best way to do it. So we, we <laughs> you know, we got that advice early on um, with podcasting, and then, I don't know if that's actually like sound advice at this point in you know podcasting. Consistently
1: like, uh, like not taking off any breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We certainly did it, <laughs> and I don't know if that like killed us or like made us super committed. Because after you've done it every week for two years or three years, you're like, this is not going to be the end all. Like things are starting to cost money. We need to do this. And slowly and surely, like, I think as soon as we, you're right, as soon as we made that decision, slowly, like, honestly, like, the biggest beginning for us of making money was, like, yeah, we started to, like, create little small um, batch merch runs, but the book, and that was not something we seeked out. It, It, like, found us, and even that entire first year of writing the proposal of our book, like, We didn't know that there was like a financial gain on the other side. I don't really know what the fuck we thought. We were just like, let's write this thing. It took us a year to write. And then finally we took all these meetings. And at the end of all these meetings, our agents were like, okay, now you get to choose. And I'm like, well, how do we choose? And they're like, well, whoever offers you the most money. And we were like, what? (laughs) Well, how much should they be offering us? I was like really looking forward to hearing whatever, like these numbers. And they're like, well... Hopefully in the six figures, I said, bitch. Why didn't you say that sooner? <laughs> I literally, I think me and Erica are on a call, and we're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> and sure enough, we, that first, like, we got the highest bidder, and the highest bidder had, was Harper, and we had six figures, and we, we made a decision that that day, this, was gonna, this, wasn't, this wasn't going to be the last of our biggest checks we ever got. Mm-hmm. And that was just, that was the only decision that had to be made. And literally when we went to go write the book in Costa Rica, we created the Good Vibe Retreat on accident. Mm -hmm. And then that really shifted things for our business. And we grew that business in one year because we were really committed. I think once you do something like for no pay consistently for three years, like you really don't have, you don't have fear. Yeah. You're like, I can do this. I can do anything. Fuck it. I did it for
0: this long without money. Fuck it. Let's try and make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was. And, um, yeah. And here we are. And then we made six figures
1: in the first year with that business because we said out loud, this is not going to be the last time that we do this.
0: I think there's something to be said too about the tribe. shout out to the tribe and everybody listening. Like, you know, being able to speak to you guys directly and, you know, form relationships with so many of you. Like, we've done a lot of talking one-on-one with many, many of you. Um, and whether that's in social, whether that's on our Discord community, whether that's you coming to the Good Vibe Retreat, um, whether that's you coming to our meetups, coming to our live shows. Like, we've definitely, like, created bondships with a lot, of, a lot of people. And because of that, you guys kind of like do the work for us and spread the message. That's really like like the, the secret to our growth, right? Is like other people sharing us, other good moms, other people sharing us, and so I think that because we were so genuine and and continue to be genuine in our commitment to you and commitment to um, creating spaces for you guys to feel safe. Um, the community has in turn supported us in our dreams. And I think that there's no amount of monetary, there's no amount of money that can build that kind of, um, that kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't want to say following, but just trust. trust, trust. And I think a lot of it had to come without money because it had to be really genuine. And I think a lot of people miss that step. They miss the step of like cultivating community,
1: genuine community, not. Yeah. Like just genuine trust, genuine relationship, <sighs>
0: relationships. You with can't people. skip over that part. If, if you if your business is community based. There's no way to skip over it. I don't care how many fucking Instagram ads you run. I don't care how many panels you speak on. Like, the groundwork happens at the ground. (laughs) And you have to build the community. And it takes time. And it takes honesty. And it takes commitment.
1: It takes for you to really be committed to it in order to build that. And, like, yeah. I mean, even with each other. You know, I think, like, even, even... not really knowing each other in the beginning and like, like the trust that we've built. I think the more we began to trust each other, the momentum grew and like what we saw that we could accomplish together, you know, it's just like, it's like a web, <laughs> you know, it started here and that be- this, this friendship, you know, even, even w- within the relationship with ourselves, you know, we had to build like a certain kind of confidence and trust in ourselves to be like, let me tell the truth and not be scared, and then tell this other person, and then in turn tell all these other people. And, it, and it, it does, it creates a space where people are like, oh, these crazy bitches are talking about what they did and that they smoke weed, or they went to Coachella and did this, or whatever it is. But it creates a space where you know that like this is not a place you have to come perfect, you know, like this is just a place where you can come as human as you want to and that has really created trust because you've heard me cry you've heard me fuck up you've heard us cheat you've heard us like you've heard all the things you know like and I am not one I I, I, even sitting here and having this conversation is like I'm like I'm not I can't believe that I've been vulnerable (laughs) this vulnerable on like a, a a public platform because that's not really like I'm 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 honest, but it's not my thing to be like crying in public amongst a bunch of strangers that I don't know. But it's like this is how genuine this space is that we just like. There are times we really couldn't help it, you know, or like we're not trying to perform. It's not performative. It's not performative. It just is. So like, yeah, the community is really why we have grown, like, been so successful, and I'm so grateful, so so grateful because I I realize
0: like all, most of our community are not our personal friends but they've in turn given us confidence as business owners and entrepreneurs like their support and your support has literally made me be fearless has literally made me write these chapters in this book and say fuck it and and, and for me like I feel like that's harder for me than it is for you you know like I'm not I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit like let me just wait <laughs> you know but like I said when I sat when I sat down and wrote you know my parts of this book i said like i've only given pieces like parts and pieces a protecting certain people that i don't you know i'm i'm i think about my daughter and just like you know the things that she might you know read about read later on in this book i think about you know my child's father and you know the ways that i continue still to like you know i don't want to say protect him but not give him power, really, was what it is in in my voice and in and in my um power in the space because early on he wanted to attribute his he wanted to make it seem as though like the reason why I have a podcast is because of him, um which you know you did make me a single mother that's a fact <laughs> congratulations um but The tribe is what made has made me feel safe and saying, you know what, I'm going to put it, I'm laying it all out and I've laid it out here, but really writing it down has been like extremely powerful, but made me feel confident as like, this is my business. Like whether I'm, whether I say it or not, you know, and even creating the retreat, like me and Mila have never been on a retreat, just like we've never started a podcast just like I've never opened up a podcast studio. Just like I've never written a book. Just like I've never been a mom.
1: Or I've, I've never designed uh,
0: jewelry or, I've or clothes. I've never designed clothes or jewelry. <laughs> and like all the nevers, they don't scare me anymore. I'm like, oh, I could do that.
1: Yeah. Everything, every time I think of something that we don't have. In like, fact, I'm like, hmm, never done it? Fuck it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Let's try that. Yeah. Have you ever started
0: a a cannabis business?
1: Nope. 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 Never did that either. Fuck it. I think
0: we could do it. Yeah. We just do a little market research.
1: (laughs) You know? Never styled a shoot. Never made a deck. You know how many decks I've made for our various companies? How many pitches? How many times we've pitched ourselves for no's? How many fucking emails, LinkedIn's that we've like just searched? How many lists of brands we'd like to work with? How many no's we've gotten? Like a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, but I think um, just having clarity on what our brand was, and you're right. Like the only reason we have clarity on what our brand was, and that it's okay, is that our community has said so. Like we, like I said, we've had friends literally be like, "I really don't like." I think that like bad choices is not a good name and, you know, saying all your business is not, like, like likable or people are not going to be associated with it, and brands telling us we're explicit or, like, having <laughs> having titles
0: like Make Come Taste Good Again. <laughs> and what was the one with Kanye? Um, make America Gr- Oh, was that the one the Rachel Zola's all yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Zola's on Kanye. <laughs> Some of our earlier on. You, If you guys are just catching up, on our show, I really want to encourage you to go to the beginning because, wow. (laughs) It's the wild, wild west over there. It is the wild, wild It's the wild, wild west of podcasting. Not much has changed now, but I think we've just grown more and, like, we were saying a lot of outlandish shit that, you know, maybe one day will come back to haunt us. (laughs) For example, how to tell if your man is gay or bi. (laughs) Five ways to find out if your man is gay or bi, because we're experts. Because we're super experts in that, and that is super duper. I'm pretty, in this in this climate. This I'm pretty day sure and age. It was like my idea too. I was like, <laughs> I know. I've wrote down some
1: ideas. How about this? <laughs> People, the girls are gonna love this, and it was like such stupid shit. <laughs> if we put this arm like this, oh my goodness! There's a lot of things in there that probably are not gonna be popular next year and two years from now i'm not popular right now but honestly we didn't start the podcast to become popular we started the podcast to find our people and um i've just learned that our people are our people you know even like i even going to the retreat it's always a beautiful like um example of like what a versatile um like just community that we have because I know like I know like you know we're obviously black and we've said like we talk about race and we joke about race and and spirituality and we make fun of a lot of shit because we're silly but then like we go to the like retreat and there's so many different types of women from so many different places and it reminds me that everybody gets our sense of humor (laughs) it's fine everybody gets it you know everyone feels included and safe
0: well there's that but then there's also women that don't get it but then they keep listening yeah like there's been women that are like you triggered me when i first heard you yeah like i actually really hated your voice (laughs) your voice triggered the fuck out of me but then i had to ask myself why and so i kept listening shout out to dutch (laughs) so and i and i love that i love those stories too because it just really it just it shows that a there is like there is something of value here that keeps people coming back, even if they don't necessarily subscribe to anything that we talk about, anything, any ways that we live, any ways that we raise our kids, any ways that we navigate our love lives our relationships, but yet they still come back because there's something here that feels, um, relatable feels, even if it's not relatable, it feels maybe aspirational at, at times. And I think a lot of times too, that's part of the business too, is like, People want to be inspired.
1: I think people have this idea that there's, like, this... I mean, in in ways there are this level of fearlessness, you know, because we are saying things that people usually don't say and we're being, like, incredibly honest and um, all those things. But, like, I am really, really scared about our book coming out. (laughs) I am getting increasingly more anxious, and it's something different about, like, that black-and-white printed... You could turn the page and put it in my face and I have to read it. Like, um, I'm, I'm really, really scared and I've like, I'm anxious about it, you know? And I realized like, damn, I've got to go like talk to people and let them know it's coming and that I've said certain things and like.
0: Same. There's some people, there's certain people I'm not going to talk to. You can just read it. Yeah, Yeah. But there are certain people that I feel like deserve to know like what I've shared Whether or not I've already shared it on the podcast or not, like, it's printed. Our book is actually out for pre-order now. (laughs) Click the link in this episode description to pre-order our book. But, yeah, it's printed and it's coming out. And I can't take it back. And I don't want to take it back. I think the
1: biggest lesson in this entire thing is, like, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Like I'm scared as fuck, but it's coming. Like, like I get like all this shit is new to me. Like I've, like you said, we've never run a studio. We've never done a lot of shit. It's all new. You know, we've never had a team of ten people. That's never happened. And like, it's just something that, just like we've risen to the occasion. We never fucking put a podcast out, edited video, but we did. And I think like the biggest lesson of all this is like, if you want to do it, just do it, and stop, stop letting fear like stop you from even starting you've got to do the shit and then once you get there you figure it out and I'm scared right now I'm scared of yesterday I'm scared next week (laughs) but I'm not gonna not do it you know like everything is gonna be scary especially the older you get you have more you have the stakes are higher but um one of my biggest things is like I would hate to grow old and like about to be out this bitch and then have like Matt like have so much um uh have so much like disappointment about things I wish I would have done. That's my biggest fear in life always has been is like, I would hate to get to the end of this bitch and be like, I should have could have would have.
0: Yeah. I should have tried this. I should have tried that. I should have put that on. I should have just fucking said, I don't care. Like I'm going to show up this way. And I'm still working through those things too. Like there's certain parts of my, of who I am that I, I still feel like I could show up even more authentically in. And it's the fear is still there. I don't know. I feel like it's like a constant evolution, too, because I'm constantly growing and finding out new parts about myself and and how to cope with them, how to cope
1: with that, you know, how to cope with the fear and like live with it. I literally was like, do I need to call my therapist?
0: (laughs) But maybe shit. But like. It's the doing it anyway. Yeah. There's just so many, and there's just so many things too, like in this world too, that like they feed us and they show us, like, hey, you can try this, hey, you can try that, like, want to try this, want to try that, and there's certain things I'm like, all right, I'll try that, but
1: but they also make you feel like you can only be good at one thing, you know, like even for, like I've done it, like, oh, you know, I do this, I do that, I'm a dancer, I make, um, I'm, am a cook, I also you mean know, like, oh, I could do your security, like, you got to choose one, but you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you could do it, you could do them all, you can make one business and make them all and make it all make sense. It's not like no one can tell you what you're good at except you, and it's like it's unfortunate that we think that we needed like a certain level of, I don't know, like I don't know, certification or title or success in order to say you're an artist or you're this or you're that. But like, yeah, you could be whatever the fuck
0: you want to be. You can. I do though think that there you need to, you you can't be good at everything all at once though. Like you do have to like decide what you're gonna. You can
1: one thing at a time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've, right. we've definitely shifted a lot. But mostly
1: we, like, we've been consistent as fuck with this. And then we're like, let's try this and see how this goes. And let's try this. But, like, first let's get a good grip on this. And the podcast has been, like, our, our rock,
0: our yeah, foundation. It has. I just feel like people look at certain people's successes and they think they're special. Like, they've been given something special and, like, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. And I think um, I'm here to say, like, there's really nothing so unique or special about me or Jamila. Like, no, we are special
1: and unique, but
0: so are you. We are, but I just, <laughs> I just, I'm more so mean to say, there's, there's,
1: we're not doing anything that you can't do or no one else can do. Right. Um, that, that used to be my most annoying part of watching the award shows when people would thank people and they're like, I just want to say that anyone can do this. And I'd be like, bitch, shut up. You're at the Academy Awards. But, <laughs> but now I get it. I actually get it. And I, I think we are just so blessed that we we know we realized early that our gift is just literally showing up as ourselves. Yeah. As weird, as fucking quirky, as, like, as triggering as it can be for some people. I know people hate when we say nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of shit that irritates us about people. Like, that's a part of being human. I might remind you of somebody. Something about me might, like, same with Erica. Like, there are so many there are so many factors. But it doesn't fucking matter. Like, showing up as your complete self is... Is like I think half the battle, especially if you want to, you want to pursue a career in something that doesn't feel against who you are. I feel like if you want to feel like pur- like follow, I think anything when you follow your purpose, it's going to be so aligned with who you are. It's not going to hurt to get up and go every day. It's not going to be a go against everything. You know what I mean? Like when we're at the retreat, I'm literally like leading a mushroom ceremony and I'm topless, like <laughs> being super serious. In a, like, sister circle, like, everybody, can everyone take deep breaths? I literally, like, I want to, yeah, we're both titties out. Titties out in the jungle, like, and, like, then our women, the women are like, can I, I think I need to get naked. I'm like, get naked, yeah. And I'm just, like, spreading sage around naked women while they're just so free in their bodies and comfortable in the jungle. I'm like, I did this. I, no, I didn't do, I, I sent out the siren to call these women to come feel so comfortable and so themselves that they said, fuck it, at 3 o'clock on the afternoon in the jungle, in the middle of the yoga shala, I'm about to get butt-ass naked and listen to these sound bowls with Mila and Erica. Mm -hmm. Like, had we not said all the weird shit we've done, told all the stupid stories, like all the dumb shit, Maybe someone would would feel, like, weird about showing up and, like, doing these weird
0: things. Like, you guys, we are, like, very weird women. (laughs) But we we go through all the same exact shit as everyone else. Like, I bleed. I fucking... Sometimes I pee on myself. Oh, my God. I... I've told I totally
1: freaked somebody out. I'm pretty sure everyone was like, "I tried to like take it to wait till like day three to get too weird at the retreat, you know." But like, I really had to pee, <laughs> like really had to pee, and there's so much grass everywhere. So I'm like, I'm not walking all over there. So I just gently walked my ass out the yoga shala into the grass, squatted over the grass, and pulled my bathing suit to the side and peed in the grass. And I saw someone look over at me like, "Huh." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm not sorry, though, because we don't say sorry at the retreat, but I got a pee. And it's the most human nature thing, but like my bladder is very is not as unreliable at this point. I don't know if it's because I'm 35, about to be 35. Well, that's why you need to do yard lap.
0: That's why you need to try yard lap. Uh, you know what, I, did, I tried it a little bit, and it's so weird, you don't even feel it. I know, no, because, bitch, last time I was in Costa Rica, do you remember when I was in the in the grocery store, and, like, <laughs> you guys, this is really embarrassing, this is, we're going off topic real quick, but I was in the grocery store at Costa Rica, and I don't know if it's because it's warm there, or, like, I'm 35 now, I, think I, I was yeah, 34 okay. at that point, Um, but I'm sitting, and I'm, like, by, I'm, like, looking at bread, and I'm, like, I look down, and I'm, like, did I, what is... What is running down my leg? And I realized that I was peeing myself. Yeah. I <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck is this? Like, did you feel like you had to pee? No. Like, that was the weirdest part of all. And, like, when I was out there, like, I was feeling like it, that kept happening. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like sometimes I've heard that there's like anxiety induced incontinence oh for for sure for me it minus anxiety indeed. and I, I would like to think like i'm at my lowest anxiety when i'm in costa rica however at that point in the retreat business we were doing absolutely every fucking thing including holding space for like 50 women so probably what did have a little bit of anxiety <laughs> you better had anxiety um but no i've been i've been not since then but recently i've been starting to use Yarlap, and you know i feel like talking about the pelvic floor muscle like women get really weird about this but it's something that like we all experience especially as you get older you don't even have to have a child to have incontinence like you bitch you know if you sneeze and you pee out yourself a little bit you know what the fuck i'm talking about if you have to wear panty liners in your thong daily you know what i'm talking about and that really can fuck with like your your mental and like granted i haven't gotten there yet but i was not about to get there And so I started using Yarlap and literally I just like put it in, I read a book and it does these Kegel exercises for me. It's actually, I barely feel it. And I ain't had no problems ever since girl. Well, the fact my orgasms are much stronger because I have been also trying to, in this new year, my goal was to stop using vibrators because (laughs) I'm a slave to my vibrator. Lit- specifically the rose mine broke so I'm fine. it's probably for the best honestly like I really love the rose shout out to anyone who gave us one but I started to feel like my pussy was getting desensitized like for real I was like when I touch my pussy with my hands like I would get frustrated like the fact that it was like taking longer than I wanted to get there. So I've been really trying to focus on, you know, self-pleasuring, especially in school, in tantra school, like they're not telling you to use a fucking, no, they're they're definitely encouraging you to use your hands. And I
1: was cheating. I mean, the, the, the thing for me it's so crazy is like there, um, there are so many things that women are trained to, you know, condition to keep up. You know, like get Botox, get all the all the highest skin care, go to the gym, you know, like all, like all these things. You do yoga, all these things that we do to take care of ourselves, our hair, our nails, our skin, just to keep it like up to par, taking vitamins. But we forget about our our womb and our pelvic floor and like these are the things that support us through our lives birthing babies having orgasms like the most two important things that are our, our, like our bodies perform and we don't think to um do the necessary exercises and like kegels are one of them it's not like we don't know what they are we just forget to do them and even like yeah in tantra school it's like a part of a, a lot of the meditations is like exercise like holding in your kegel floor and exercising and doing your kegels and so especially, like, for me, when I, like, I can, I'll be holding pee, but, like, that very last moment, as soon as, like, I can see the toilet, my the bladder's like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm getting, like, I'm, like, okay, am I, I'm too old for this, right? Like, why am I peeing my pants a little bit? And hopefully I'm not. Because
0: you're not using your lap, bitch.
1: I know. I'm, I'm going to go use my lar- your lap because I definitely speak sprinkle a little bit and hopefully like that's another reason i've been wearing panties because if i don't wear panties and i'm really fucked and if i'm wearing a skirt
0: or something it's well, just it's a, it's a real thing and women really like i feel like women like really suffer in silence around so many things when it comes to you know our womb our pussies like whether it's the scent whether it's how it feels is it tight enough am i peeing on myself can i squirt is that pee like there's does so it look much. like that other pussy in like the is, it, is my pussy is my pussy lips too long are they too short like you no. is it like there's? Is just, it wet enough? Is it too dry? Yeah, does it taste good? But there is, I feel like, pussy upkeep, and we ignore it because we just are ashamed, or we feel like, uh, I'll get to it, or maybe it was just that one partner. Maybe like he's just not pleasing me, and it's like, no, bitch. Your pelvic floor is falling.
1: <laughs> and you gotta you gotta or work no on bitch, her. Like, you gotta work on her. Yeah. She, yeah. It's like she's worth keeping up too and it's not something to ignore. We are so trained to ignore our entire like beneath our belly buttons, you know, it's like you don't wanna be too sexual, it'll be over like but it's it, it needs to be cared for. And it's true. Yarlat makes it super easy. So there's no need to like suffer in silence anymore. There's no need to ignore her. Like she's a part of you. She's important. She deserves pleasure. And like sometimes like you need to put a
0: little little extra work. And into- I'm here to say I think once you start really acknowledging your womb, you become even more and more powerful in all spaces, including business, like including how you show up in your relationships, including just feeling overall empowered. I know it sounds crazy, like to kind of like blend those two things together. Emily
1: said from week one, she said I had a premonition that our power is directly connected to our womb and we forget that. If we ignore our womb, we are not in uh, contact with our power. We're not like we're, n- we're not we're ignoring parts of ourselves. And in one of the most powerful parts, you will forget your own power if you're not connected with her. And society will already make us do that.
0: I think even just like overall health in general, like is so important when you are trying to be successful, like you can't. You can't expect to be able to really fully nurture your your creativity, your ideas, your passions if you're not taking care of yourself. Like you could, but you're not at your you're not going to be operating at your highest capacity. Now
1: that we've we're we're at this point where we have so much shit going on, I realize, like, the importance of just taking care of my mind, body, soul, or else I'm not going to be able to keep up. All, all the all the work I've put into, all the manifesting, if, like, if I get to this point and I haven't, if I haven't cared for myself spiritually and in health, like, I'm going to be fucked. I'm not going to be able to keep up with all this momentum because we, we are moving really quickly, and I realize, like, okay, bitch, you need to go have a seat and breathe. Oh, but you need to go, like, you need to wash your face at night. <laughs> you need to wear moisturizer, okay? Like, it's like... This. <laughs> It's true. I'm like, wow. I'm an adult. I need to, <laughs> I need to fucking
0: moisturize my my hands and my neck. I, I realize the spiritual aspect has been mis- kind of missing in my in my life. Um, you know, we talk a lot about that, but like the dedication to my practices, I feel like has really helped me in the last few months immensely. Especially even as a business owner, my patience and like my optimism, like it's just different. Um, like I I was you know we did this challenge with open um, the open app in January that really like set me up for the rest for this year and then I continued off I continued to do it in February and then I came back from Costa Rica and I went a few days without you know doing my practices and I was like I, I actually and then I meditated actually today and I was like Okay, no, I cannot fall off. I'm not starting back all over again. Like, I am not doing this to myself. It's like when you start exercising, you get to a point where you're like, I feel good. And then you, like, want to fall f- and fall off and you have to start all over again. Like, that's the same shit when it comes to, like, your the dedication to your practices. And I am was like, no, bitch, come back. Come back. And even today's meditation was whack as hell, okay? I was like, I didn't meditate shit. I sat there. I did something. It's, but it's okay. I know that, like, at least I dedicated that 15 minutes of time to just even if I was even if I was sitting in silence and my mind was going to this 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 and that I still sat down and said okay I'm this is my this is my practice and I'm doing it and I think like you have to carve out time for those practices while you're trying to nurture and build a business you can do without it but like that's one thing that I'm learning right now it's really hard to do it later that's one thing I'm learning right now that's been super transformational and just like. Honestly, like, yeah, believing in whatever it is what you believe in, whether that's a God, whether that's whatever it is, like having an anchor um, is really, really important because if you don't have an anchor, you don't have faith, then none of this shit is going to work out. It's, it's so true. And it, it's that, that's my that's hard as hell
1: for me, like to take time for myself and just to like to be like this. Is, you're going to be happier later because I get super anxious. And then I'm like, bitch, because you haven't carved out time. It's hard, but it's for you. You know, you do it for your kid. You do it for everybody else. But it's like, are you, how important are you to you? And like, that's difficult for me. But I also realize like if I want to have longevity, then I absolutely have to do it or else I'm going to fuck myself and I'm not going to be able to keep up. And my thoughts are going to move really quickly and I'm going to be super anxious about if I told everybody in the book what I said and like all these things. And it's like I've realized at this point it's like, bitch, there's nothing like you got to you got to either like just step into it or you're going to constantly be living in the present, living in the past, living in the future. And you're going to be anxious all the time. Like worrying about things that don't need to be worried about. Wasting time, wasting time in the present, worrying about shit that you can't change is a waste of fucking time. Mm-hmm. It's like a waste of your life. Because there's always going to be something to be stressed about.
0: Always. Forever. Always. Like I I, I finished my meditation and then I was like, don't look at your phone, don't look at your phone. Because you're going to get stressed. <laughs> and then I was there stressing So out. I waited like 10 minutes. And, you know, my meditation kind of went to shit because we had a little hiccup today, and I was like, And I wasn't helping, like, hyping
1: you up. (laughs) And then Luna was hyping me up, so it was just... Are you going to like that? I was waiting for you to give me the lighter. I thought, like, if I held it, you would get the Do I have a lighter? You had it. It was green. Oh, I have it. (laughs) Okay, anyway... Do you have any other money and business advice you'd like to give the people for Money March? Um,
0: just f- whatever is of value to you. If, whatever, if you have something, if there's something that you find valuable, <laughs> other people will find it valuable <coughs> too. You just have to figure out how to make it easily digestible. <coughs> like
1: do you think we made it easily digestible
0: i think there's been times yes yes i do and but i also think that there's been times where like we've you know overthought things and that's i that's one thing i know about us don't let us sit on some shit for too long like we're not good at that we're not good with those kind of things we are really good at like quick intuitive decision making like if you let me sit with a, a decision for too long i'm going to over fucking think it and then it's going to get fucked up you know like Like you just, but that's not always everyone else's, you know, way that they process things. You know, I think in, when we had that reading with Erin Claire Jones, she's a human design expert. She came on our show and, and gave us our human design. I'm a projector. Jamila's a manifestor. Um, I realized that that's my superpower. It is. I always knew it, but I thought like, well, maybe I'm, I shouldn't be so instinctive. Like I should just, or, or what's not, not instinctive. Um, What's the word when you like make decisions too quickly? Um, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that word. Um, but that's when I make my best choices. Like my first mind is always the best mind. So you know, find whatever you find value in. Start there. Like if you're like, I don't know, what, I don't know what my calling is. Whatever, what do you find value in? What is it that like? What is a problem you're trying to solve in your everyday life? You know, for me, it was like I needed to someone who who could relate to my experience. That was the problem I was trying to solve. That was what I needed. And so when I met Jamila, I was like, boom, that's it. (laughs) I started there and then everything else kind of manifested from there. You know, our, our retreat business has been wildly successful. We've only had this business for a year. One fucking year. People think, people are like, you've only done it for a year? It feels like you've been doing this for years. I'm like, no, bitch, it's been one year. One year. And we've, and we've made a great amount of money, you know, that's been able to support us, it's been able to support our, our dreams, it's been able to support our kids, and, you know, even more so than the podcast. For sure, you guys, podcasting doesn't make you rich.
1: It's, podcasting will not make you rich, unless you're fucking Joe Budden and fucking, what's other than Joe, Joe Rogan? <laughs>
0: And even like they, and even Joe, like they, there's they have different legs to their things. They're making money while they sleep. That is the secret. You will always be working day to day. If you haven't figured out how to make money while you sleep, I don't know where I saw that quote online or something, but it's true. You have to have multiple streams of income, or else you're just going to be a slave to your nine to five. Unless you want to be a slave to your nine to five. Some people really like that lifestyle, and that's cool. (coughs) You're not a slave. (laughs) To me though For me I feel like a slave In that way I need flexibility I need creativity I need to be creating On On some On a few different realms In order to feel fulfilled So That's how I feel
1: I'm pulling all these crazy cards
0: (laughs) I was trying to pull another
1: one Then this one came
0: I don't know She pulled the death card um. But well, yeah, no, that's it. Just believing your dreams. Find something of value; the money will come. Um, be just make take one step at a time. Work towards your goals. One thing every single day. Make sure you take care of your mind, body, and soul, and your pelvic floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Most importantly, your pelvic mind, floor. body,
0: soul, pelvic floor—very, very important. Even for the men's, you guys have pelvic floors also. You need to do Kegels also. Um, and maybe do some semen retention to um, put, your, put that chi energy back inside of you because some of you guys are really fucking depleted. Edging? No, not even edging because edging at some point you release. Oh, uh-oh. I mean, don't come, nigga. Put that shit back inside. Let that shit go back to your brain. Maybe you'll be a little fucking smarter. Maybe. yeah. You know? Um, so we pulled two. Is it tarot time?
1: Um, I pulled the seven of swords. Um, I'm going to read it reverse. Maybe this is for somebody listening. <laughs> You're trying to read it any other way <laughs> than it could <can> be. <coughs> The Seven of Swords often appears reversed when you feel like a fraud and are suffering from imposter syndrome. You may doubt yourself and your abilities. For example, if you have started a new business, you may ask yourself, who am I to be doing that? Know that this is fear talking. Get out of your head and trust that you have everything you need to make a new venture a success. Similarly, the Seven of Swords reversed can suggest that you are deceiving yourself, trying to trick yourself into believing something even though it is out of integrity with your true self. Integrity with your true self, you may attempt to fool yourself that everything is okay when it is not. You now it is time to get real with where you are and confront your situation head on. As a card of inner deceit, the reverse seven of swords represents keeping secrets hidden from others. You may be harboring a dark secret that you will you hope will never be revealed. Keeping the secret may bring you stress and tension along with deeper feelings of guilt and shame. While the thought of confessing may be horrifying, it will free you from the negative emotions you're experiencing. First forgive yourself, then confide in someone you trust. You will not doubt. You will not doubt. feel much lighter as a. Re- you will no doubt feel much lighter as a result. Hmm.
0: So stop lying to yourself. <laughs> be honest with yourself. Are you happy with where you're at? Also know you are capable. You can do it. You don't have to like look at other people and seek outwardly and doubt yourself because you see other people's successes. That's super easy to do on Instagram. It's super easy to do just looking anywhere where you see people, you know, getting the things that you want or you feel like you deserve. Um,
1: I pulled the death card after it, and it says, death is probably the most feared and misunderstood of all the cards in the deck. Um, Most people freak out, worried they will suddenly kneel over and die as soon as this card appears Relax. The death card can be one of the most positive cards in the deck. After a period of pause and reflection with the hanged man, the death card symbolizes the end of a major phase or aspect of your life that you realize is no longer serving you. Um, Opening up the possibility of something far more valuable and essential. You must close one door to open another. You need to put the past behind you and part ways, ready to embrace new opportunities and possibilities. It may be difficult to let go of the past, but you will soon see its importance and the promise of renewal and transformation. If you resist these necessary endings, you may experience pain, both emotionally and physically. But if you exercise your imagination and visualize a new possibility, you allow more constructive patterns to emerge. Hmm. Don't play yourself. (laughs) Stop playing yourself. You have anything else to add to the podcast, my love?
0: fuck the fear and do it anyway
1: fuck the fear and do it any motherfucking way Mm -hmm. yolo (laughs)
0: um well you guys hopefully know where to find us but if not make sure you go follow us at good moms underscore bad choices um check out our retreat we just and we announced our New, re- not new retreat. Our next retreat, which is in location. a new location, Mexico. Vamos a Sayulita, Mexico. Um, it's pueblo mágico, mágico, mágico. <laughs> You're high, <laughs> <I> no? <know. laughs> and um, it's going to be amazing. If you have been thinking about taking a summer vacation with your girls, come through. If you need to find your tribe, come through. If you need an excuse to get away, come through. Um, We'll be there. And it's always a vibe. So make sure you check out at the Good Vibe Retreat um, for those dates or to click the link in this episode description. Please, 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 please go pre-order our book.
1: Please. Right now, just do it. It would mean so
0: much to us. Please just go do it. Thanks. Buy it for a friend too. Yeah, buy it for a mom. If you're not a mom, buy buy it for a mom, buy it for a new mom. This is really a book that I wish that I had prior to having a child, honestly. Not even like yeah, like even prior to having a kid.
1: Yeah, I, w- real- I mean, I wish I would have. It could have come in handy in a lot of points prior to having a kid, having a kid, being newly single as a mom. It could have come in handy. In many, a lot of many,
0: uh, yeah. There's many points in which this book could have, I feel, helped me. <laughs> but I made all the mistakes for you, <laughs> so give it to a friend. Save her. Um, I guess that's it. Check out our merch on our website and um, support to black baby mamas. (laughs) Bye. Bye.